Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about what I learned as I wrote my first short story. All right, guys, you know that I put a challenge out there last week for us to write short stories and to choose a genre in particular that maybe we are not very familiar with or just an area that we would like to explore. Now, guys, I'm going to be up front. If I had to list all of the fantasy short stories that I've had an opportunity to read, <laughs> uh, I probably couldn't even list them, like, on my hand. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you correct me and you'll say, come on, Jennifer, I bet you, you remember the time when you read this little short piece. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. But honestly, I can't. Now, if you had to ask me about Poe, I could list out gothic literature. You know, I could list out, you know, those that I've read. But I will tell you that having this challenge in front of me was exciting. One, in my head, I still had this nagging thought, could I even write a short story? Because I'm so winded, I'm so wordy, <laughs> and my goal was to have it no more than 5,000 words. Three to 5,000 was what I was shooting for. All right, so I had my inspiration. I already knew that my great niece, Patience, was going to be my main character. And I knew it had to have something to do with a fairy. And that was about it. That was all I was kind of walking into. Well, Saturday, that all changed because we went to the Science Museum. Now, Groundhog Day was Saturday. And they were having all kinds of events. So we had to go. So we took a homeschool adventure trip. Now, I've instituted these in 2019 for me and the boys to have our Saturday homeschool adventures just to get us out and about in the world and take field trips because I'm not able to do it in the week. The Science Museum is free. It's a wonderful place. It's amazing. And my son wants to study biology and animal science and DNA and all of this fancy uh, animal tracking in his future whatever it shall be he'll be the next brave wilderness <laughs> so we're off to the science museum and while we're there i just happen to see some stuffed animals and some live ones too but the live ones didn't quite draw my attention it was the stuffed ones i have to tell you the truth and i started taking pictures and just like everybody else in the museum, I mean, 
it's not like I haven't ever been there before, but there was something about this beaver and this fox and this red bird that was in one of the, on one of the floors, and I snap, 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 and I said, well, there we go. Then I saw the squirrel. And I saw the squirrel, but I didn't take a picture of it. I wish I would have. It was at a table, and they were letting you touch the squirrel skins. And um, we did not go to that one. We didn't go to that line. So I get to the point where I'm thinking to myself, are these going to be in this story? Because, you know, why am I sitting here taking pictures of these for like later? Hmm, maybe. So I put the animals aside and we went about the rest of our day. Well, Saturday night, when I got home, I told the boys, I'm like, you know those animals? I said, I think that they're going to be talking in my book. Now, guys, listen, I've already written before a middle grades Revolutionary War uh, historical fiction piece with the animals talking. So it's not like it's the first time in my brain I've had an animal talk to me. And if you don't believe me, a bear showed up when I started writing. Yes, it's true. A bear showed up in our neighborhood. Y'all, I live right by Raleigh subdivision and a bear was spotted. Now I'm telling you now, I cannot make that mess up. You can go down and listen to that episode if you don't believe me. But I'm not used to the whole fantasy as much as I think my son would be. So, I needed him on standby. My husband as well, he he knows some about fantasy. So, I have him on standby. And I'm going, okay guys, I'm into this book. I'm writing it. I love this song. So, I wrote a song because I know how much I love music. And I really do want all of my novels or anything that I write to be reflective of that love of music. That's just a part of who I am. So I wrote the Faye song and I just loved it and I could sing it and sing it and I put it up on my blog and I shared it out. And then after the song was done, my husband tried to give me a lot of input, like, well, this needs to happen, and this next, and then you could do this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a novel. Like, the more I started to listen, and I didn't tell him so, but the more I started to listen, I started seeing how deep, like, I really could take this thing. Like, I really could go far with this story, but I couldn't. I want a short story, right? I just want an end and then out. I want to tie it up with a bow, and I've got to figure out how to do that and craft it in such a way where you, you know, you're stepping inside of this world, and then you're stepping out again. So, I kept focused, and I asked my son, okay, I need the name of a world and he was like go to fantasynamegenerator.com or fantasynames.com and so when I went I was like okay I'm not on this world I can't figure out um what I want the world to be and so I just hit google search and y'all seriously I just put two words together and I'm like oh that sounds beautiful and it needs to be representative of the light so I named it I put it back in there. It worked. I love the way it sounded from the animals talking. Then I get to this place, right, in the book. It's just hilarious. I call it a book. The short story. Okay, the animals 
I look up from the computer screen. This is last night. And the football game is on. So me and the boys are watching a football game. So, um, Samuel has dual monitors. And so one of his monitors, he's got this crazy looking um, wallpaper. And it's like a animated wallpaper. And it's these shadow creatures. And they're peeking around trees. And I'm going, okay, every time I'd look over there to say something to Sam, they would catch my eye and their glowing eyes, and they would look at me before Sam. <laughs> and so it was kind of, you know, messing with my head. And I'm like, okay, there we go. They're going to be peeking around. That's going to be the evil things lurking to steal their souls. So I'm like, okay, I have found that. I went to Pinterest, and I started to think about well what could be the person that has kidnapped the dad what could it be so I started you know typing in fantasy creatures evil fantasy and then I found just this beautiful picture of this dude and I'm like okay he's an elf I can tell he's an elf gave it away but Eli leaned over my husband and he was like, okay, that's a dark elf. Let's just call that one the dark elf. And I'm like, I got you. So I came up with this like really, you know, to me, dark sounding elf name. And I just put the words together and it worked to me. And I'm like, man, I can create this kind of stuff, can I? So I kept typing, kept going away. Well, I got stuck. I found myself with these shadow things, right? And they're they're looking at my people. And the red bird is grandmother. And grandmother is squawking. And I'm like, the little fox gets under her feet. Well, she rode the fox. Like, okay, wait a minute. How can this be? So I'm kind of like, okay. Um, my MC is 5'6", because my niece is pretty tall for her age of 12. And I'm like what can I do here? How can this? And then I'm like, oh, duh, I'm writing fantasy. I forgot. Y'all, seriously, I literally was just thinking of these as regular creatures. I'm like, I can make these creatures turn like boom, 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 transform into these huge creatures. And they can be six foot tall and they can stand up. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that before? I forgot. And I really think it's because I'm not used to fantasy that I, my creativity kind of got to a stopping point of the natural world. Well, when you write otherworldly, it is an unnatural thing. And I'm like, but how does it make sense to me? And it did perfectly. Because in the fantasy world, my animals can grow and change and get muscular and sweep her off of her feet and start running full force through the forest and jumping over fallen trees and you know what that can happen in my book <laughs> and so I asked Sam hey Sam what do you think of this idea of the animals growing large he was like oh I love that mama you gotta do that I'm like well I've already done it I just wanted to check <laughs> and then he would go back to playing his game and the football game is on and I'm typing away and I get to the place where I know that, like, my eye keeps going down. And you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the word count. And I'm saying, you know, I'm already at 4,000 
words. I should be wrapping this thing up. But I wanted to play the song again. I wanted her to be able to sing the song one more time. And so, of course, you know, I copy and pasted that one again. And I'm looking at my word count. And I'm going, okay, you know, how am I going to tie this up? And so, the game was over. I went back downstairs. My husband's playing, you know, his, you know, War of Thunder game. And, you know, I've got the couch. And this is my better spot to think and I'm just typing typing and before long I'm like oh I like that ending and I reread it and I reread it and I tried to read it aloud and I took pieces and read aloud again because I want them to be of a sing-song type quality to match the way the rhythm of the song was I went back and tried to to do some of that in some of the sections Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And I read the dialogue out loud. And then I looked at the last line and I said, I love you. Like, I absolutely love you. I adore you, little thing. You're just a little one to me. And I love it. And you guys can laugh at me all you want. And I'm not saying that it is the best fantasy ever written, because, Lord, it's not. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I went through and I grammarly checked it. I checked it with my Word document checkers. I did all the grammars. I did all of the um, rereads for dialogue tags. I mean, I did my due process. I stayed up extremely late. It was after 12 o'clock last night. And, yes, you know, I'm on my way to work this morning. And I am extremely tired. One cup of coffee might not be enough for today. But I did not want to put the, the short story to rest or even go to bed until I knew that I had checked everything on it. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, going to send it all the way off somewhere to the world. But I wanted to send it to my niece today. So that way she would have it. And I put my other great niece's name in there because I can do a spinoff now with her. And so I've got Patience as my main character. I've got Bella as her favorite cousin. And they get separated. And I'm going to have a new adventure from another point of view, possibly, in the same story. But it will be from the twins. And it would be Bella and Samuel which they're cousins in real life, but in the book, they're twins. And they are a little older than Patience in the book. I've switched it around. I don't know how Patience is going to say about that. <laughs> but Patience was the younger child. She was the 12. And they'll be the 14. And on the eve of their 15th, they'll be able to step through the field. That's what I'm going to do. Now, I don't know when I have plans to do such a thing, but I know that it'll come because I love that world so much that I had already started to create. And I would have never thought, one, it would have been possible, honestly. And I tell you guys, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, have your creativity well to where you can drop buckets. And so I did it. And I said, you know, it'll be what it'll be. And it was just such a wonderful 
weekend for me to be able to write like that and to get the short story done and out and put on paper. And I went on Canva and I love the fairy images that they have on Canva. So I created the cover. I did it in, I didn't do it in an ebook um, one. I just did a social media post one, an image format. And I made the fade, the cover of the book. I went back and forth with the title with my son. And he said, nope, just keep it that way, Mama. You don't need to change it. I'd like it. I always, you know, like to maybe use something with a song or something. But he was like, nope, I like what you did. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to keep it like that. Because he was busy in his game world... I didn't ask him to read all 5,100 words. Yes, you hear I went over by 100. But he did read the first paragraph, and I said, would you, as a reader, want to keep going and find out? He was like, yes. And you've already said that she's old telling the story. And I'm like, yep. He was like, I got you. I like that looking back. And I'm like, all right. So I got his approval from the first paragraph and through the story development. When I would throw out an idea at him, he would give me his stamp of approval. All I know is that, that a sense of accomplishment washed over my tired self last night at 12 o'clock. <laughs> when I realized that I had set a challenge out before me and I did it. So that means that if I ever want to write a short story again, I can't say, I can't, I can't say I wouldn't know how. Sure, I know I need to keep it under 5,000 words. I mean, you know what? That's fine. That first try, that 5,100, and I have not, you know, went in uh, with fresh eyes again, like, you know, I always encourage all of us to do, and look at doing some revisions or have a beta reader, because that's not what this story was for. This was my own personal challenge. Um, you know, I'm reading The Hobbit right now. We just finished Aragon, and so... You know, I love the language of The Hobbit, and I just wanted to play around, you know, maybe with some of the fantasy elements. And it was magical, y'all. Just magical. And when I brought the fairies to life, I can tell you that my whole heart was like, boom, 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 boom. I was so excited writing, you know, the red light beams just shooting around and flaming up the forest, but not catching it on fire. And I was like, gosh, I love writing this. So who knows in my future if fantasy's there. It could have been there all along. And because I might have had this, you know, block in my mind, I kept that part of my well from flowing. So be careful the words that we speak. By saying that, you know, I think it would be too difficult to write a short story in in and out within 5,000 words. I'm proof that you can do it. I went back right before going to bed and I read the last paragraph aloud. And I wanted my husband to hear it. And, I mean, he didn't, he's like, oh, okay. Like, that was my, um... 
accolades there. Like, congratulations, you did it. But to me, I got choked up a little bit, and I tried to hide it, the crack in my voice. Because when I read the last paragraph again, I love how I left it off. And I'll let you imagine, you know, how the fairy saved me. I mean, it's just, I love that. So I challenge you to go back. If you miss the short story challenge, I challenge you to go back and listen to where all of this came from. It's a few episodes down. Take this short story challenge and let's say you've already dabbled in short stories or you've already got short story collection on Amazon or you've already published short stories or you've been in magazines and you've won contests. Your challenge is to try a genre that you would never imagine yourself having the ability to write. Step outside of that writing comfort zone and push yourself. It gives me a new appreciation of fantasy. Truly it does. After just experiencing it over the weekend, it gives me this sense of awe and wonder at the creativity and the massive amount of talent that fantasy writers have to be able to push their minds to that next world and create something new. Like there's beauty in that, y'all. There's just it's beautiful. And I'm just so overjoyed that I did it. And you can hear me in that challenge. I can remember where I was driving up and down a side road with trees all around. Just a beautiful drive home. And I'm telling you, I went back and forth myself. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, fantasy. And, and it was as if it was a seed that was planted right then in that drive while I was talking to you. That it all started to fall into place. I love moments like that. So if you want to check out the inspirations and the things that I saw while I was writing, I went back last night and I created before going to sleep because my mind was like, woo, 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 swirling around all in this world of fantasy. I created the Pinterest board. Now, the Pinterest board has the pictures that I took in the museum. I wish I would have taken a picture of the squirrel and the owls, but I did not. And I'm going to go back soon. I'm taking my students at work and on a field trip there. Many of them have never been to the museum before, so I'm definitely taking them. We already have that scheduled. So while we're doing a scavenger hunt in the museum that I've already planned, it's going to be hilarious and fun. I'm also going to be snapping some more pi pictures, excuse me, pictures of my main character. It's a little sidekicks here that we've got going on in the story. And I'll post those on Pinterest. But I did put the red bird, which has a personal meaning for me, the beaver and the fox. 
And then I went and found Grandmother Bird. Because Grandmother Bird is a cardinal that looks different. And I found, you know, the fairies and the queen. And I just, you know, put as many pictures as I could. The, the secret door. What it would have looked like. The waterfall. You can see I had fun with all of this, right? And before long, I think I had 40-some pins in there in that board for the Fae for a short story of 5,000 words. So you want to go check out the Fae. You can. It's going to be on my Jen Lowry Writes on that Pinterest page. Um, I'll have it in the description. You want to go and check um, how I'm building the boards now. Like I challenged you to build the boards. That means I've got to hold myself accountable too. But I think that that is just because I'm, you know, I'm not drawing it all out. I'm thinking that that's such a creative way for me to express it in pictures for you guys to see. Now, I haven't quite decided what to do with the Fae other than, you know, pass it along to my great nieces and Samuel whose favorite genre is fantasy and I've dedicated it you know to them I'm thinking of personalizing it maybe a little bit more adding a little bit more family names to it and I might just hold on to it and keep it it could develop into a novel I can see where I could flesh it out. But I also am, you know, writing my challenge devotional for the year. And it's going to be published in December. And I may save it. And I may put it in that. Because as I'm, you know, going through the year, I'm doing the year in pictures. I got that idea from Born Standing Up with Steve Martin. I told you guys that, that... Um, I really love to see how, you know, the way he weaved those, you know, pictures in. And I'm thinking, you know, if I'm doing the, the challenge book, I'm thinking I'm going to go that route. So I may include the short story as just a part of that. After, you know, I have my family read it and get some betas to read it. If that's the way I go. If not, you know, I may put it on my blog. I just haven't decided. All I know is that it's done. And I'm praying for the what's next for it. So I challenge you today to stick to this. When you set forth a goal in front of you, remove any negative thoughts from your mind about it and just go after it. Arms wide open, heart open, mind open praying Lord give me the words and yes there's religious elements in it there's the light I use it as well with my soul a line from the song there's you know there's not a heavy religious you know undertone but trust me it is there because that's a part of who I am. And that's going to come out in my writing regardless I have a feeling. <laughs> so, I just dare you today 
So just live life full and embrace each new turn. And so when I give you a challenge, don't just say, oh, those short stories, they aren't for me. Because I would have never thought they would have been for me either. Maybe if I wouldn't have been in this short story unit at work because we were reading, you know, The Monkey's Paw and The Confession and The Black Cat. You know, if, if I wouldn't have been smack in the middle of that, you know, would I have even thought of the challenge to begin with? Maybe not. So, you know, this is a daily lived experience for me, and I'm sharing it out with you. <laughs> it's not like I have these things planned. <laughs> I don't have podcast um, episode 248 listed down in Google Drive saying, oh, I'm going to talk about this on this particular day. This is an organic, everyday planting of seeds in the way the Lord is working in my life and what I'm learning and how I'm connecting and how I'm, you know, contacting with you. So, so trust me, this is a lived experience podcast. I did see, on a side note, I did see this lady give some great advice. For those of you who want to podcast and may not want to do it on your way to work and you might want all of this professional studio, she said that she knows someone that rents out a studio every Saturday and they have it booked and they meet guests there and they do these podcasts and they record you know six to ten podcasts on a Saturday with all this fancy equipment and soundboards and mixers and then they produce it and they put it out there as a scheduled you know podcast event because they can't do anything during the week and so you can schedule your post, you know, you know, that just like with the blogs, we schedule the blogs. So I will say for those of you who say maybe podcasting's not for me, people are getting around the the ways that they can, you know, strategically produce podcast. Me, I'm on the go. I, when inspiration hits, when I have a moment at home, when I'm in the car, on the way to work and on the way home, things that have happened, you know, throughout the day that have inspired me that I want to share with you. So no, mine are not planned. They're just life. <laughs> and I'm just so blessed to have you with me. So guys, we're still continuing to grow. Another thousand since Friday night when I made the Facebook Live. Just keep, you know, being you, be authentic, learn, grow, research, challenge yourself. And I hope that just in a little way, it's you, you know, you're inspired by the things on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. And that's maybe what's keeping you coming back to see how this crazy life works itself out and the balance of it all. So I've got my coffee in my hand, it's still not cold, <laughs> and I'm about to make it back into my world of teaching and literacy, and I'll see you guys around.